Hey, it's Nick. For the last few years, my friend Justin has been working on Shards of the Aegis, a super fun Greek mythology-inspired card game, and it's finally ready to launch on Kickstarter. If you like fast-paced party games, this might be for you. The artwork alone is well worth a look. If you're at all interested, please check the link in the description. I'd really appreciate it. I'm glad you're finally doing this. It'll be fun. Nice change of pace. This is my kid's sis, Joey. Trevor. He heard you were coming and wanted to join the trip. Hey, girls, we should load up. It's time to float. Just like old times, then. <laughs> Fill her up. I don't know. She tripped. He grabbed me. Remember that song we used to sing in our tents off Snake River? All I really want to do is get Every other day it's something new. I didn't do anything wrong. I got you. And we might never die. Don't look back. Just run! Run! What'd she do? It's between me and him, but it'll always be him. Uh, all right. This is why is this a thing? We don't do fancy intros anymore, but we have a guest. Mm -hmm. When did you stop doing intros? We, we don't do bits on this show anymore. This is a bitless program. Who listens to this fucking show? <laughs> Um, All the bit haters, right? An army of bit haters that just God. want a raw, unfettered audio product. So it just—it's it, a cold open to this. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Cold. Oh, that is fucking terrible. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is awful. We're doing a bit right now, though. This this very podcast, this very idea for this pod, is a bit technically. It's kind of a bit. Uh, <laughs> Rob is here from Two Cents Radio, for those that are not initiated, but I imagine there are very few of those. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You have not been here in a minute. I haven't. When was What was the last movie we did? 2012. Uh, yeah, 2012, I think, was the last disaster oh, movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Normally, you're here talking about 90s disaster flicks. Right. <laughs> and uh, instead, we are... We're talking about a 2023 disaster flick. In its own way, that's right. Sure, yeah. You know, every day, my faith in humanity drops just a little bit more. Just an ounce by ounce every day when I go to Netflix.com and check out the top 10 list and see what is <laughs> charting on the Netflix service and what passes for quality entertainment for fucking Zoomers that are Netflix and chilling. And... This is no exception. The River Wild is a remake of that movie that I don't think you were there for that, right, Adam? No, I was not, but I listened to the entire podcast that y'all did. Concerning. Yep. Uh, I, ha I had to. I had to do my homework. Rob, Nick, and I covered the original River Wild starring Meryl Streep, Kevin Bacon, and David Strathairn from 1993. Is that right? Four. 94? 94. Yep. We'll probably have to do a 30-year... Special next year. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> to go along with the Blu-ray 4K release. Yeah. <laughs> the Criterion it, release. They better have a 4K release of this movie. I cannot find it in 4K. I need it in 4K. Well, Rob, we got a nice, amazing 4K release of The Core recently. Oh, all right. I do want to comment real quick because I just love Rob's taste in movies. I love it so <laughs> much. Is the most wholesome thing in the world. American is apple pie. It's, it just makes me so happy that, that Rob brought Twister to the pod and among other. Not a single ones. foreign word uttered in no. a Rob film. It's just, no, no subtitles. Always in color. Always in color, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. If there's any reading, the movie's yeah. a piece of shit. It is a piece of shit. Yeah, the original River Wild, we covered it. I, I looked at the date. It was in 2019, so it was four years ago. Whoa. Jesus Christ, really? Got it four years ago. 2019. A presidential term away. 
I hate that. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, it's one of my favorite action movies in the 90s, that River Wild. I love that movie. I mean, that movie is so fucking good. I love (laughs) that fucking original movie. Why they had to bastardize that movie with this is beyond me. They could have called this movie Wild River. (laughs) No connection whatsoever to the original. Right. I I was teasing Nico with my feelings on this movie a lot the past couple of days because I was quite flabbergasted by it as well. I did watch the original, <laughs> you guys, and it is a goddamn masterpiece. It rules. It's really great. It's <laughs> it just absolutely it's rips. so good. I don't under, like, it's just one of those movies where it's like you didn't need these people in your movie at uh-huh. all. Yep. No. But I'm so glad y- you got them. Right. And it's part of my big issue with the, the movie we're going to talk about. It's like, I mean, half the reason why that movie is as good as it is is because for some reason they got Kevin Bacon and Meryl Streep in the same room. Right. Or in the same boat. In yeah, this case. it was fucking David Strathairn. John C. Riley, and then the kid about to get famous for Jurassic Park. I mean, what a star-studded cast. And yeah, right. Like, it's a kind of movie that doesn't really get made anymore mm-hmm. for obvious reasons because now those people are too busy, you know, collecting Infinity Stones. Um, yeah but that's true that you know that's that's the charm of it is that it's in the 90s and you have like these really overqualified actors just delivering some popcorn goodness yeah and then because this is how hollywood works a bunch of people get this idea to make a direct to dvd fucking quasi remake (laughs) starring a bunch of cw actors because these are the only kinds of movies that get made now. Like a movie like The River Wild, the irony is, would never get made today. An original movie with, you know, high quality uh, performances and high quality direction. And by a decent director. I like th- that guy. Was it Curtis Hansen? Curtis Hansen. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Like you wouldn't get a movie like this today. What you do get is pale imitations that only get made because of the IP. Even though this IP is not that recognizable. I was going to say, it's not even fair to say like this is like nobody was asking for this. No. Nobody. (laughs) Furthermore, nobody knew it happened. Nobody knows this movie is out right now. You guys don't understand. (laughs) There was a Fugitive remake, I think on Quibi a couple of years ago. Wait, the TV show or the movie? (laughs) The movie. What? There was a Fugitive remake. (laughs) There was a remake of the... Robert Redford 70s paranoia thriller Three Days of the Condor called Condor that aired on the DirecTV audience network. This is the thing that that like makes no sense to me. Like you might as well just fucking make an original movie. Like why do you have to make it in the River Wild expanded universe? That's actually something that the director of this movie said in an interview. It's like this is not a reboot or a sequel really. It's like a parallel tale in the River Wild cinematic universe. Really? It's like why do we need this? Why does everything have to be a spin-off an offshoot a reimagining? Just make a fucking river movie. Though also the River Wild cinematic universe is just our universe. Like that movie was not <laughs> the River Wild. Cinematic that movie universe. happened here. Like right. that's where it took place. Yeah. So so yeah, the RWCU just takes place. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, everything's got to be an expanded fucking universe. Like, I was I was joking with Nico because uh, I was invited over to some friend's house to go and watch Big Brother. And, um, Big Brother! They're doing fucking multiverse shit on Big Brother. What is going on? <laughs> Hold on, because, like, this podcast right now is a multiverse podcast right, that is with true. Rob here. Is. This is a crossover, yep. if I yep. ever heard of one. Uh, a bit of hypocrisy. That's a, that's a fair yeah, point. All right, all right. So, you know, let's not throw stones. Yeah, so the point is now, like, you can't just make a movie called Wild River with a bunch of, you know, hot 30-somethings killing each other. But why not? Why not? I mean, this movie did not need to take from the RWCU. Right. Because I I believe, like, stupid executives only greenlight things that are based on previous IP. Because, like, if you can get 10 people in the door... With the name of the first movie, you might as well take the opportunity to get those 10 people in the door. True. Okay, without looking at the movie posters, without looking at either one of them, I want to know what the tagline is on each 
of the the old movie and the new movie. Right. Is this a game? Are we doing a yeah. bit? What's going We're on? We're doing a bit. Let's do a bit. Okay. Oh fuck. I just want to know what you guys think is on the old or the new movie poster. Uh Bacon V Streep. <laughs> Showdown of the century. That's not bad. <laughs> um, sink or swim. Ooh, Ooh, that's a really good one. I was going with like it runs deep or something like that. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it runs deep. I don't know. <laughs> In the river, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> the old movie poster tagline is "The vacation is over." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. We came up with three better ones. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> did. 100%. The new one is even worse. Oh, boy. Okay, the new one is... Uh, okay, gotta be something about trudging up your past, you know? Something. Oh, it's gotta be like, down the river again. <laughs> That's yours, Nika. Some something about retreading old waters or something like uh, that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, mine is this movie sucks. Okay, oh, that, that's mine. Ooh, that, that's movie. probably the <laughs> most accurate and correct one. But <laughs> the past will pull you under. There you go. See, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they shot this movie in Hungary. Yes, that's incredible. I will say that. The drone, the usage of a drone was much better used in this movie because they only had helicopters to to shoot the last fucking movie. So I thought that this one looked cooler in terms of they were able to use the drone footage better and and have better shots. I I would never criticize your chosen profession, Rob, given that you're a professional drone drone pilot. pilot. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I kind of think drones are the worst thing that's ever happened to modern movies. Really? Yeah. Unless unless it's ambulance. Unless Michael Bay is doing it, (laughs) in which case he is flying drones up the sides of buildings and then plummeting them back down to earth like a fucking crane or something. That's FPV stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. Rips. Uh, this, I am, no, I'm not a fan of, like, this steady drone shot. Like, it looked like they were on fucking green screen or something. Like, I want rocky footage, you know? I don't want smooth footage. Yeah, I get so fucking tired of the rocky, shaky cam footage. I fucking hate that. So, I'd like to say this, because I don't like the rocky, shaky cam footage either. Um, there are plenty of fine shots in this movie that just, like, go over a river and they, you know, the drone goes over the waterfall and that's all, like, kind of well and good. But when they're in the boat, it is a shaky cam nightmare. Yeah, that's it, it, true. It, when they're actually in the boat, and this is something that the original does very, very well, is that all the action is clean right. and smooth and I see everything that's going on. Even though, yes, you're right, the, the helicopter's not whipping around all over the place. It's actually a little more coherent, in my opinion, than most of what we're getting in this. But the shaky cam through the running through the fucking forest. Oh, my God. I was fast forwarding through some of the more intense parts because I just couldn't fucking take it. When the climax of the movie happens, I am not entirely sure what transpires on screen. And I'm still not really sure how this movie ends because I can't fucking see it. How about uh, uh, shaky cam nonsense in the dead of night on the river? That's tough. That's some like Blair Witch shit. Yeah. Like it's it's about that visually coherent what's happening, but like not intentionally so. It's not the big problem with the movie though. I mean, there's lots of problems with this movie. I have one problem with the movie. Oh yes, Nick, what is it? What is uh, it? One problem only. Okay. The first movie is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And this is just a bleak, sad, depressing, miserable fucking experience. That looks like a 90 minute crackle short. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just it, looks oh like total fucking direct to DVD dog shit. It's very clear that somebody watched the original and they're like, this movie is too like upbeat for the actual events, right? Like if this was really happening, you'd be scared. So I want to make my version of that. I'm like, bro, it's a movie. Okay. 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 You're missing the point. <laughs> This is the thing I, I, I was so frustrated by because you're absolutely right, Nick. But here's here's the deal. I'm convinced these people are stupid and have not seen very many movies in their life because here's the deal. They watch the original and they're like, you know something? 
it's fun, but what? why don't we make the psychological horror movie version of this? I see the potential of psychological horror in the River Wild. That movie already exists. It's called Deliverance, for God's sake. That's exactly right. Yeah. Which is a movie that the River Wild was ripping yes. off in its time. Like, what the right. hell is the point of this movie? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, they reference Deliverance yes, in this movie. They do. <laughs> it's like careful Freddie Banjo playing kids out in the middle of the woods. It's, like it literally references that. It's insane. I, right. Like Deliverance is a film in the RWCU. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> nailed it. All right. What else is in the RWCU? <laughs> a river runs through it? That's a good question. Mm. That's in there. River runs through it. What about The Revenant? The prequel to all of it. Oh, The Revenant. Yeah. The prequel to all of this, yeah. That's definitely in the RWCU. I think it is. Def- <laughs> the, that's the Native Americans that, that like attack Leo at the beginning of that movie. Those the Native Americans Meryl Streep is referring to in uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the original. Yeah. So it's the, the, the guy On who the gets shot. Quest. The guy who gets shot is the descendant of the, the original Native Americans. Yes. Ah. Uh, totally. <laughs> I like that. What else? River movies. Mark Twain, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I can't help but feel like Riverdale's in the same universe as this movie. What would you guys say this movie has in common with the original River Wild besides the title? Actually, they do drop the the. In I was going to say, Nico. It, yeah, it's the right. is a little too cute. Sure. If you if you take it away, your movie's serious. Right. There's a river. Uh huh. And it's fucking wild, man. <laughs> and it is what's definitely wild. <laughs> there is water. There's a man with a gun. Yes. Man with a gun. Big waterfall. Mm-hmm. Right. Big waterfall. Mm-hmm. A sense of distrust, perhaps. So I never understood what the source of the bad guy was. Like, what was the bad guy's origin story? <laughs> Uh, so Adam Brody is a former convict. He did three years for drug dealing. Okay, yep. I got that. I, I picked up on all of that. His former drug dealing business partner, Taryn Killam, right. plays Gray. That's the name of the, the character in the movie. He did not go down for the crimes. Adam Brody took the fall. Right. So, so what was the reason for Adam Brody to murder that nice young lady in the back of the woods? I think he was trying to make a move on her. You're trying to be rapey. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're trying yeah. to do some raping. And she resisted, and I think that the fall was an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all of it was an accident, but he was on parole, and he didn't want the cops involved. Right. It was an accident, yet when she's lying there, still conscious, she's like, don't let him near me. He's dangerous, or whatever the fuck she said. Well, I would say if someone tries raping you and then shoves you into a rock, even by mistake, <laughs> you'd be a little concerned to be around him. But yeah, but I do agree that like this is not like he went to jail for drug crimes, which I don't know. I feel like drug dealers aren't normally also just like mass murderers and rapists. But like this guy is like he's the whole package of evil. This guy <laughs> was something else. I, I <laughs> This guy was a real jerk. <laughs> a very compelling figure, though. He is unbelievably evil. Yes. Yeah. I, I was wondering if it was kind of like a making a murderer kind of thing where his time behind bars kind of hardened him. And that maybe he wasn't always that way. But I think the implication is that he was always a bad guy. He was always kind of a problem. But since he's gone to prison, he has you know developed this whole new affinity for crime but it he goes on like a unbridled murder rampage right he kills so many people in this movie right. it's like comical how many people die at a certain point it does get pretty fucking funny it's like he, he he ran over a cat and killed it and he's like all right well then i just have to murder this whole entire town <laughs> exactly. and no one no one can know that i killed this cat i am murdering everyone who lives in this city <laughs> I was losing it when I was like joking to myself, like, oh, no, like when they're going under the bridge and the guy sees them, I'm just like, oh, knowing this fucking kook, he's going to want to ro- roll back around and shoot him. Am I right? And then sure enough, he's like, we got to get the guy. Yeah, we, right. he, he knows. He knows something. <laughs> like, who is this guy? No, when he killed the two kayakers that were just rolling on by. <laughs> 
minding their own business. He's like, well, I need a vehicle. You know? right. And when he's paddling that stupid yellow kayak, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> it is so funny. Yeah. He, and the thing is, too, like he considers killing himself at one point in this movie mm-hmm. and it's shot this very dramatic way like it's like the darkest thing you've ever seen even though like it's a stupid fucking netflix movie but like yeah he's ready to take his own life and then he decides actually no i'm gonna live and in that moment it's like he decides all right i can either kill myself or i can murder everyone on my path to canada right, <laughs> right. you know and he decides to do the second thing and it's like all right uh, all right seems like the wrong call there yes. but <laughs> so yeah that's kind of adam brody's origin story here i have a question for you guys who is a dumber criminal Adam Brody in this movie or Kevin Bacon in the original? Because I would both argue that they make some questionable decisions. Well, yeah. I mean, Kevin Bacon makes some stupid decisions, but at least you didn't hate him right away. Like, you saw this guy and you go, well, fuck him. Oh, oh I-, I wanted Kevin Bacon to live. I love Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you want him and Meryl to run away together. I, I-, I love the people in that movie. That's very, that was a, a big distinction that I was, I was making. I'm like, you know, like, Kevin Bacon's an asshole, but like, I love Kevin Bacon. How do you not love Kevin Bacon? He's like your really fun uncle that like, lets you shoot off his gun in the backyard and lets you maybe take a couple shots of tequila. But I mean, early on, if you had gone into the original River Wild knowing nothing like I did, I had never seen a trailer for this movie. You didn't know that Kevin Bacon was the bad guy right away. I mean, you figured it out relatively quickly, Mm -hmm. but right away you're like, oh, this is just another character in the story where you see this douche Adam, Trevor, whatever the fuck his name is in the movie. (laughs) His name is Trevor. Oh, no. Yeah, his name is Trevor. (laughs) What a fucking criminal. Um, Just never trust a guy named Trevor. Never. Never, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You you knew right away. You're like, oh, the guy with the face tattoos. I bet you he's not going to turn out to be a very good guy. Right. Holy fuck. At least pull a little bait and switch, you know, it's screenwriting 101 here, you know, at least make Taron kill him the bad guy. That's part of the charm of the original movies that it feels like this, like, happy-go-lucky film at the start, and then it suddenly becomes really dark. This movie is just... It, it's dark immediately. Yeah, You get a yeah. still shot of the river, right? Yes. And you get that eerie music, and it's like trauma has happened mm. on this river, you know? And immediately you're <laughs> like, ah, oh, this cannot hold a candle to Meryl kayaking through the Boston River or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good, like, the original is just a, like, like kind of like what you said, Nick. It's a, just a really good side A, side B movie in that way. I just, I love the way it kind of shifts genres in, 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 in the way that it does. It's really neat. Stuff like that can go either way, but that's an example. I think mostly through the performances, it just really, really works. Here's, here's the other thing I, I noticed early on, because uh, you, get, you get that kind of ominous opening shot, but where's the lead what's her name joe joey joey is played by layton meester that's the name of the actress who is a cw veteran along with adam brody the two of them happen to be married in real life Mm. really yeah that's a choice huh the fact that her husband in real life is playing a character who like molested her yeah and is trying to kill her i mean it's tough it's not what you want is that some fun is that some fun role play for the bedroom like what the fuck is going on here yeah, I think they probably took it as inspiration for, uh, yeah. At the very beginning, it tells you that it's a horror movie because you get that shot. Like, it's like from the bushes. It's sort of like an objective shot. And it's just very slowly zooming in on them as they're having a conversation. I'm like, huh? It's a horror movie? Yeah, you are never under any disillusion about yeah. Adam Brody being a bad guy. And it's like, listen, the guy with the fucking obnoxious bird tattoos on his face. Ugh. And like, why would you give the man face tattoo? Like, right. why? Right. Just like attempt to fool me for like 10 minutes, you know? Right. Yeah. They just make him like comically evil and he's evil the whole way through. And the good guys are the good guys the whole way through. Yep. And there's one little revelation about Taron Killam being involved with Adam Brody's criminal doings. But for the most part, like, yeah, like everything is exactly how it appears. And that is the complete opposite approach that the original takes. Mm-hmm. 
Can we answer who's more criminal though, uh, Kevin Bacon or or, oh. or I mean, who's who's dumber? Who's dumber? Yeah, who's dumber? I think this guy is way dumber. Oh, this guy, way dumber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I don't remember every aspect of the original, but I do remember feeling like Kevin Bacon had a plan. Right. I felt like he was a bit of a criminal mastermind. He ad libbed well. Sure. He had he had a plan, and I don't think he really wanted to hurt anybody until he had to. And then when he had to, he did, obviously. But this guy, this guy was just killing willy-nilly. Yes, like, just, oh, fuck you, and just shoot you in the chest. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's like you've already killed, like, five people. How is it going to make it better to shoot these kayakers? Just steal their kayak. Point a gun right. at them, steal their kayaks at that point. Yeah, they don't have to be dead. Like, at this point, like, it's going to be no secret when, when all of the no. bodies... Wash up on shore. It's going to be no secret who did this. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are skeletons strewn about the wilderness, for God's sake. Like, you're going to get caught. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. No, but I feel like, I don't know. In the original, doesn't doesn't Bacon show the kid the gun? Mm. Yes. For no reason. Like, he does stupid shit. Like, he tries to drown David Stratheran when Stratheran's trying to save him. That's a good detail, actually. I love that detail. Because that that's actually something that... Um, if you're ever trying to save someone from drowning, you have to be incredibly careful and potentially like knock them unconscious because they're going to panic and try to pull you under. So he wasn't actually trying to kill David Stratheran there. He was just freaking out, not knowing really what to do. I and, don't think that's true. And the pun- I, No. Yes, really? Absolutely. And, I agree with Adam 100% on this. Yeah. And the punch is, is, is something that they teach you that in lifeguarding. Literally punch the person. Punch the person, knock them out, hit them in the nose. It knocks them out. They become limp and you can pull them to shore. I thought that was sharks. You punch them in the nose. That's right. Yeah. Same as sharks. <laughs> same exact <laughs> protocol as sharks. They teach you that. Yeah. Welcome to our lifeguarding class. Let me get the punching bags out. Yeah. We're gonna- yeah. <laughs> Just do it to the rhythm of staying alive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See, I always interpreted that, though, as Bacon might have seen the body buried in the woods because the dog goes up and starts barking and starts, you know, digging at the dead body there. And I always took it as, oh, this guy might know something. And also having the man of the house in the picture might kind of get in the way. No, but he's he can't swim though. He's free. He doesn't know what to. He's literally. But can he? He really can't swim. No. Do they establish that he can't swim? Yes. Remember when he's climbing along the rocks trying to shoot David Strathairn, and he's like terrified that he might slip in a little further. Uh, no, he just can't swim, and he's freaking out. Okay, interesting. So okay, all right. So then I think this guy's definitely dumber than <laughs> the gun thing. I think is kind of inexcusable. But the gun thing is very inexcusable. What showing the kid the gun? Yeah, it was the nineties. It, <laughs> it was true. <laughs> And guns are fucking awesome. Not yeah, gonna guns lie. are cool, man. Guns, are, <laughs> guns yeah. are fucking cool. Yeah, showing him the gun, giving him the money too. That was another weird thing when he gave him. Remember they gave him the two hundred dollars. That's right. Yeah, it was just a nice gift, though. It was just generous new friends, <laughs> and they're like creeped out by it. It's like, why yeah. is he giving us that much money? Well, I would have been weirded out with two hundred dollars as a father. I'm like. That's a that's a little too much money. Exactly. Yeah. What are you planning on doing in the other tent tonight with my yeah. son? Yeah, that's what I would be thinking. I love the the detail with the gun where he hands the kid the gun and he's like, "Be careful with it." And he takes the gun. He's immediately pointing it directly at, at John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that's kind of that's the only similarity really between the original River Wild and the new one. It's just this main bad guy that kind of makes dumb decisions has a flirty energy with the other women on the trip and uh, mistrust starts to brew when a person is killed off screen it's funny how little i gave a fuck about those tourists on the i just didn't fucking care they're not characters right they're just they're just there yeah they're just there yeah I mean, everybody in this movie is kind of just there, but them especially, yeah, they are just collateral damage. Yeah, I, it's been a while. It's like since I've seen this this level of expendable character. Like they just don't do anything with, the, other than the fact that the Irish girl drinks. Wow, right? <laughs> really, <laughs> Irish girls drink? Uh, <laughs> they do a little bit of character building with the abusive husband. Of one of the girls, they're like, you know, they kind of hint at the fact that she has some problems back home, and that's why... I thought that was the main woman that had problems back home. 
No, one of the girls says to the other girl, it's like, oh, your boyfriend actually let you come on this trip or whatever. Oh, he wanted to move in together. That's right. Right. He He's a pushy. Yeah, he's a stage five clinger. Yeah, that's not the same thing as abuse, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's it true. depends. It's just ask. as bad, but. <laughs> ask Adam's fiance. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, no, it's weird because she doesn't really know. They ask her, like, what is the nature of your relationship? Do you have a boyfriend back home? Yeah. And he gives, she gives this weird answer of like, yeah, maybe he's kind of handsome, or whatever. Meanwhile, he's trying to move in with her. So, like, they have right. not had that conversation of the nature of the relationship yet. But he's a nice guy by all accounts. He literally apologized. He's like, I'm sorry. I was a little too pressury about moving in. I, I, it's okay. I miss you and all that. Oh, what a fucking bitch. <laughs> I hated this girl, I hated her so fucking much, and the movie didn't do much for me to like care for her at really any no. point. That's the other problem is that you, there's not a single person to root for. Joe, gotta move on, Joe. Mm. Stop living in the past. Look at what you got right in front of you. Yeah, that's kind of what the movie is about at the end, right? Where they're like, "Is there anyone you want to meet at the hospital?" <laughs> and she's like, "As a matter of fact, yes, there is." Yeah, and uh, apparently there's going to be a a love story that transpires when she gets back her brother died yeah that's all it took it took the death of my brother and several other innocent people in the middle of the woods to be like you know what maybe it is time to move in together this movie thinks it's so much more like profound and moving and insightful than it actually is so when it's actually doing those like really like like introspective character moments it hasn't earned any of them for even a second mm. so it just comes off like super pretentious and i'm just like it's not it's also just not the movie to do that like it's about fucking criminals on the river for god's sake it's it's after deliverance there's really like why are we doing this right. why are we doing this <laughs> it's never been done better no deliverance. It, really <laughs> it never will be done better that's it because yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like the original the river wild like distinguishes itself enough from deliverance by just being a fun action movie it's fun exactly yes yes they let Kevin Bacon ham it up mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of humor, a little bit of like dark humor and there's a kid adding the kid helps too. the kid and the dog mm-hmm. in peril definitely helps the stakes of it. Yes. And it's a family thing. Whereas the original is just a bunch of friends, you know, um, talking about deliverance. So uh, the plot of the movie, I don't know. We kind of went over it, didn't we? Like there's a girl and a boy who are brother and sister. The boy is a, rafting instructor in the middle of hungary i guess i think well is they're in the united states yeah right yeah they're yeah i don't think the canadian border is next to hungary oh, so I'm gonna assume. oh right okay right. <laughs> i mean i was assuming idaho but i don't montana i don't know where it could be maine i don't know it doesn't really say sure and uh it turns out this childhood friend named trevor is going to tag along, along with the two tourists that are actually paying to be on this trip. See, I, I was under the impression that Trevor also worked with, with Gray. Well, he does now, but he just got out of prison. She didn't know he was going to be there. I see. Joey has her suspicions about this guy because they grew up together and has always gotten Gray into a fair bit of trouble. He's a bad influence. There's also a bit about Gray being a former alcoholic. And being yes. uh, in recovery. Oh, I for- yeah, I forgot about that. When they're sitting around the fire and it's this big revelation. Okay, okay. Stop right there. I remember when this happened, I went, how is this going to affect something later on in the movie? Like, what was the point of that? You know, at least with the sign language in the first movie, you had there was a point to it. They used it later on in the movie. Yeah, it's like a Chekhov's gun thing. Right. Yeah, or the camera, the waterproof camera, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So what was the point of him being an alcoholic? It was just to show that he's changed since Trevor's been away. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's it. it. That's literally, I think, all it was. Wow. He's like, he's got a family, he's got a kid, and now he doesn't drink. That's right. He's grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is the thing, though. Like, these are the notes that the movie plays for, like dramatic effect it's like what he, he doesn't drink what <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then everybody who has netflix is like oh my god i hate when i hang out with my friends and they don't drink <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah fuck this guy <laughs> fucking buzzkill you know 
Uh, yeah, the average age of like the Netflix user now of realizing is even younger than us, and that I find very sad. You know, it's like that's true. Real fucking Zoomer douchebags that <laughs> catapult these movies to the top. Are kids that age using Netflix? I didn't figure that they were using Netflix. I thought it was millennials like me propping Netflix up. I feel like the type of programming that appear on the front page now is generally targeted at younger audiences. 75% of Netflix users in the U.S. are between 18 and 34. Wow. According to a 2021 survey. Wow. I'm about ready to dump Netflix. I don't give a shit about it. We were just talking about this in the other show, oh, right? Yeah. I'm dumped. Wow. I tried to watch something on my TV and it said, you're not part of this household. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> that's there you it. Go. Yeah, I, I watched Seinfeld and that's it. That's it. But Curb is on HBO Max. So like, what, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, I mean, great point. Yeah. Yeah. And also Seinfeld, I feel like, like it's a law that Seinfeld must be playing in syndication somewhere in the world at every given time. <laughs> you know, so like I leave the house and put on Seinfeld to play for my dogs. Right. <laughs> so, so I come back. Seinfeld is still playing. I want them to have a sense of humor. I love we have some of the most sophisticated equipment in the world connecting human beings to each other like never before. And we waste it on streaming Seinfeld for dogs. <laughs> yes, uh, that's, that's right, Rob. That is an absolute waste it's a good thing those pipes can't get clogged up physically because we'd have shit stuck in there for people streaming their goddamn garbage to their dogs i'm sorry i don't i just want my dogs to enjoy a good show rob i like that there are tv shows much like you know dog food is the remnants of human food that wasn't good enough to make the cut at a fancy sure. restaurant. That's right. Like that's what certain shows on Netflix are for. Hey, okay. Okay. So it's like, you don't play the wire for your dogs. You, like, you no. just play Netflix for them. This is how fucked up I am. My parents would just play music for the dogs. Right. And I'm like, that's boring. <laughs> You're going to put on Seinfeld for <laughs> they them. They have a plot. <laughs> they need something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> As if they understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they, they like how Larry David brings the three disparate storylines together at the end of every episode. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I need my dogs to be stimulated by this narrative, Nika. You don't understand. Yeah, I got you. I, I know my cats like um, 80s rock. Wow. Really? They really like 80s rock. We put that on for them and they just chill the fuck out. Have you tried that on Max and Layla? My cats like baseball. Mm, baseball. Yeah, my cats like baseball. They like literally following the ball. They like green, I think. You can tell Rob has never had a pet. He's just like so fucking like, These fucking people are crazy. <laughs> I have had pets, and my pets have all lived outdoors and lived very fulfilling lives. Yeah, Rob believes in like pets having careers, you know? Right. Leave the house, flee the nest, That's you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Send money back in the future. That's an animal that you take care of. A pet doesn't do anything for you. Well, neither did these animals. They didn't do anything for me. I just let them go out and roam and have a have an experience. Yeah, we're teaching our cats to enjoy like rock and stuff. They're having experiences. Oh, yeah, it's like culture. Sure. My, my dogs know how to set the table. They know which fork is which. Which spoon are you saying? Goes we're, where? we're smothering parents though that like don't let our animals be free. You know, like when Absolutely. they go to college. You know, Absolutely. go live your own life. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't come back and live with us till you're forty. I will say there's one thing Netflix is doing better than any other streaming service. Only one thing. What's that? Their categories, dude. I feel like it used to be better. They don't do it as well as they used to. I feel like the recommendations, because you used to be able to do star ratings, mm. not just thumbs up, thumbs down. Right, yeah. You know, so it would actually give you what they anticipate is your rating for something. Because now they, they've bumped it all up to make their shows look good. So everything is like a 95% match. Like there are very few things on there that's under 80%. But back in the day, like you would give something five stars and, you know, it would, you know, calibrate the algorithm a lot. Better. That is what Netflix got famous for, though, in their DVD days is their recommendation algorithm based on the five stars. And I, I like that because there were times where I was looking for a 71% match. Like, I don't always want yeah. to watch <laughs> the exact thing. 
that I'm going to like. Sometimes I want to watch some hot garbage or something. I never understood that, though. Like, what does a 71% match mean? It's like, you're going to like it about 71% of the time. <laughs> it literally means 60% of the time it works every time. Right. Yeah. It literally <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I do remember the algorithm being famously good, though. And then when they got rid of the five stars and went to the thumbs up, thumbs down, it was just never the same. It was never But the you know same. what, though? I'm sure they did that because more people would actually give a thumbs up as opposed to rating out of five stars. It's like when you try to get people to fill out a survey. I don't know. I filled out a lot of stars recommendations. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure you did. I think the only reason I did that is every time you sent a movie back, they sent you an email saying, rate this movie. No, I would do it. And I remember getting what seemed to be really random recommendations for things. And I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but you know, they would take my stand-up comedy preferences and translate yeah. that into a horror movie. I would be like, how are you recommend? Like, it would be like people that liked this also enjoyed this. It'd be two completely unrelated things. And there must be something in the source code of all of those shows that like triggered a certain part of your brain where all a, a certain kind of person loved all of these things, even if it was in different genres. I do want to find someone who really liked this movie and talk to him. Ooh. Like, I want to know if there's anybody out there that really liked this movie, thought it was well done, enjoyed the story. I'm going to ask my little sister to watch this. Okay. Because I think that's the target demo. You're hoping you'll find somebody who will give you like an alternative viewpoint and like justify like what you're going to find is a deranged idiot. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's my sister you're talking say, about, Right Nick. after he talks about his sister. Jesus. And Nick's yeah. response is, you're going to find a deranged idiot. <laughs> Now, like, I'm sure there's a 20-year-old that watched Leighton Meester on Gossip Girl and watched Adam Brody on The O.C. And, I mean, these are really all, these are TV actors. I mean, Taron Killam, I don't know what he's done post-SNL, but that's all I know him from is Saturday Night Live. He's married to Kobe Smulders. He is married to Kobe Smulders. I know that, too. And that's it. Uh, you know, attractive TV actors. Like, it does have, like, that early 2000s CW sheen to it. You know what it I mean? It does. It does. But the other thing is, the only type of person that would like this movie didn't see the original, and I would encourage them to go watch the original and then come back and talk to us again. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> so, they go out in the woods, and this ne'er-do-well childhood friend trevor decides he wants to get to raping and so he pulls this girl shoves her and she accidentally falls hits her head on a rock it's very uh bloody is there some skull trauma going on here must have been a pretty hard fall (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit just a little bit (laughs) i think those were exact quotes from the film thank you dr nico thank you that was pretty bad wound you got there yeah And meanwhile, the girl says to Joey, who is the uh, sister, uh, she's like, do not let Trevor near me. He shoved me, whatever. He's dangerous. So it's in the back of her head, like, this guy is not to be trusted. But time is of the essence. She's a nurse, by the way. We should mention she's a nurse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awfully convenient. Awfully convenient. (sighs) You just remind. Yeah. Fucking hate this movie. (laughs) Nick is visibly upset because you just reminded me of the last like scene having to do with her being nurse. And I forgot That's about that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... the worst. I fucking hate this movie. So there, there's brain swelling. So they got to hit the river in the middle of the night. I have a question. Yes. Back to the to the motive of the crime. Why did he f- purposely fuck up their satellite phone? I think he did that after the crime. Yeah, but how did he discharge the battery? If the battery was charged and then suddenly it's not charged, how did you discharge the battery that quick after your crime? If you weren't planning it. That's why I was so confused. It's because he p- was planning this by fucking up the, the satellite phone. But why are you going to go out there and just shove this girl against the rock? Like, there, there's a better plan. 
Here's here's the thing. To Rob's point, though, I'm perfectly willing to admit that this guy's just a bloodthirsty maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so fine. Yeah, he might just enjoy the feel of pulling the trigger. You know, I just love killing people. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is they reach the park ranger's office, and the guy is there to call it in. And Adam Brody is like, don't call it in. And a a struggle ensues. A gun is pulled. The ranger ends up getting stabbed in the scuffle. At this point, Taryn Killam is still like, we got to call it in because the girl by the shore, she's about to die too. Yeah. And he's like, no, we can't do it. You said that you had me. You got me, right? We're brothers. I did three years in prison for you. Yeah. So they they make the cops... (laughs) The ranger's death looked like an accident. Which was the the worst cover-up ever. No, this was the best part of the movie. This was the peak of the film. Hold on. <laughs> they stick the guy in the driver's seat of his Jeep, push it after, off a cliff, and then it blows up. and shot. <laughs> <laughs> it blows up, Rob. It blows up. I don't know what they did to the car, I, but like... Why did it blow I don't know. It would not blow up like that. It gingerly rolled off. It was supposed to be a cliff, but it was the most gingerly roll off of a cliff I've ever seen. It hits the bottom of this ravine, if you can even call it that, and it waits about two beats. Blows up. I feel like they're still going to find the stab wounds. Yes. They're going to know that that guy died from being stabbed. Yes, absolutely. I mean, presumably they wouldn't look too hard, right? You wouldn't see like all the blood in the in the office. You got right. You wouldn't see the he got stabbed. The destroyed radio. You wouldn't see that. (laughs) Like (laughs) there are hints of a struggle throughout the throughout the place. He fell on his knife and then, by coincidence, slipped and broke the radio and then climbed in his car. <laughs> he rolled off this cliff and it, the fucking thing exploded. Buckled himself in, didn't have his hands on the steering wheel. Well, my dear friend Watson, I think we solved this case. Great fucking plan, Trevor. <laughs> They then get back on the boat. They decide to now. Well, they. I, I mean, uh, Gray, played by Taryn Killam, he's kind of in on this plan. I, I think he's in on this plan just to keep Adam Brody happy. No, I mean, Adam has a gun. He's trying not to get shot, really. He's like, uh, he's kind yeah. of willingly being taken hostage, right? No. The- Trevor has a gun. There's no willing about this. Trevor has a fucking gun. He's just trying to keep Trevor from killing everybody. Right. I don't I don't think any like court would find him like culpable in this. No, he's dead. So sure. True. There would be, would be time. <laughs> yes. No, I know what you're saying. I don't think so. You're you're a hostage. So, yeah, so now this is when Adam Brody's killing spree really begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the The girl dies. Not much stink is made of it, to be honest with you. Like, I wasn't fast-forwarding through the movie, and I still didn't pick up on exactly when she died. It's also hilarious, because their next plan is, we'll put her in the boat, and we'll go down the most dangerous White River Rapids <laughs> in the 100 miles. And this girl is just laying in a boat dead. And at some point, the boat tips over, and that's it. Yeah, right. Like she, she's just fucking gone. I mean, she, she has brain trauma and now. She's drowning in a fucking river. It's horrible. It was such a stupid play. I everything about this fucking movie is stupid. I can't even argue it anymore. It's all dumb. She probably would have been safer had they left her there. Yes. Yeah. In actually. the woods. Yes. Like it's crazy to think that we'll bring her on this go all the way to canada drop him off and then we'll go call for help like that's right crazy that's a good point about leaving her in the woods though because an animal's gonna come and it's gonna eat her 
And then you're just like, all right, that, that would, if I'm Adam Brody, I'm like, all right, just leave her to the fucking animals. They're not going to know. Right. Right. It, right. Circle of life. Yeah, sure. Circle of life. Sure, she was attacked by a bear. and Salute me, familia. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about this fucking guy on the bridge, though, because... This was just not well done. Just, <laughs> no. Just not, just not to, to talk it from a filmmaking side of things. It's just not well done, guys. It's, so it's there's quite a bad. hiker that's walking across a bridge, and he spots what's going on, yeah. And no one in the boat talks except for Adam Brody. So that's your first tip off. Like, if you ever stumble upon a pack of weary travelers in the middle of the woods... And only one guy is doing the talking. One of them unconscious. Sure. You know, uh, one of them unconscious. The rest of them just sort of silently sitting there, a little nervous looking. And one guy's doing all the talking. My, my red flag is up at this point. You, you know what I don't do in that situation, though? Follow them and keep an eye on everybody. No, I call the cops. You, you go the opposite direction. But there's a crucial problem here where they never cut to the face of the guy up top. So when he comes back, right. there's there's like a few seconds where I'm like, who is who this is fucking this? guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, am I supposed to recognize who this is? <laughs> I thought for a second that it was like a, a river thief. <laughs> you know? Like I did I, too. Yeah. No, I did too. I thought it was another villain, which I thought would have been interesting, you know, if you introduce another guy into the equation. So he does the thing where, you know, they're all they're all tied up. Uh, Trevor is fast asleep with the gun in his hand. And it's the great trope of it's like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> the guy walks up on his tippy toes, goes to grab the gun, and a second before he's able to get it in his hands, Trevor tosses and turns. This was driving me insane. Mid-slumber. I hate this trope. Y- you don't have like a death grip on the item when you're sleeping, for right, God's no. sakes. Yeah. Just grab the gun. <laughs> Just jump on the guy, like put your foot on his wrist, grab the gun, and shoot him in the head. Boom. Two yes. seconds, you're done. Like, yeah, it's going to take you a while to come to exactly. it. Yeah. In that situation, you just kick him in the head. He's <laughs> laying down. And do just, anything. Yes. You don't go, ooh, ooh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm like it's a bear. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. not a bear. Yes, right. exactly. It's like, it's, yes, you don't want to wake a bear, but this is just a dude. <laughs> that being said, though, I don't know if I could just stumble upon a sleeping man that I suspect is bad and just bash his fucking head <laughs> in with a rock. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I think if I saw three people tied up and him holding a gun, I could make that judgment call. Yeah. <laughs> and what you don't do is you don't walk over to the tied up people 10 feet away from the sleeping right. man and talk at speaking volume <laughs> and ruffle some leaves as you're right, doing it. Right, and be like, oh, it's a good thing I came to save the day. Yeah. You know, as I'm playing a fucking snare drum next to the guy's head. <laughs> While he still has the gun in his hands. I was waiting for his fucking phone to go off. To, I was right. like, God, just everything. Yeah. Everything. You don't let one rustle in the middle of the and night stop you from getting the weapon. He's like two inches away from the gun. Just. Yeah. Ugh. So. There's some funny trivia about Adam Brody here. He was the first male actor to pose for the cover of L Girl magazine. No shit. Wow. I kind of like Adam Brody whenever he pops up and things. What's he famous for? Well, he was in the OC. That was his major role. Okay. He was in Jennifer's body. He killed yep, uh, Jennifer and Jennifer's body too. He's a crazy guy in that. I just saw him in a show called Fleischman is in Trouble from last year. He was excellent in that. I heard that was a great show. Great show. Uh, he was in one of the Scream movies, right? Scream 4 maybe? He, oh yeah, he was a cop in Scream 4. He gets stabbed. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. He was ranked number nine on the 50 hottest guys. So there's eight hotter men than him. Whoa. Really? Eight? Who's hotter than him? Wow. <laughs> when when was this list made? <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> yeah, is this updated periodically? Yeah. Is this yeah, like yeah. the baseball top 100 prospects? Like, I think it's just ever. I think it's just all guys ever. Ever? Oh, all time. He's the hottest. He's the ninth <laughs> hottest person Ever. Ever. According to a magazine, yeah. According to the paper of record. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> that is an incredible list to make. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. Put that on the resume. It's a good resume builder. You are you are fighting against people like Brad Pitt and Julius Caesar. <laughs> it's impossible. 
from all generations. Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. Genghis Khan's on that list. Yeah. Oh my god. Who do you think was like a hot dictator? Hot dick Stalin. Stalin was hot. That mustache man. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's a nice. It's nice mustache, nice hair. He was really going against what Hitler was all about. Is the thing. Uh, <laughs> not a not a good mustache and also not good hair. Hitler, not a handsome man. It's kind of funny that he thought the supreme race would be in his image. He's really not handsome. Yeah. Stalin was a good-looking guy. Jesus Christ. He was. That's it. He's a handsome man. Look at him. He's a fucking man in uniform, you there know? You yeah, that, that mustache. That mustache. I mean, that is, a, that is a solid mustache right there. It is a solid mustache. Oh, my God. Look at him as a young man, dude. Ooh! Fucking oh my snap. god! All right, All fucking right. snap, right. dude. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, Stalin. That's pretty unfair. Yeah. So, so how does Adam Brody stack up against Young Stalin? How can you compete? <laughs> yeah. How can you? Compete? Adam Brody's not in the top nine of that list. I'm reading here on one article that apparently at one point John Wilkes Booth was known as the hottest man in America. <laughs> wow. He was an actor. I guess he was a well... Yeah, that's right. He was yeah. a well-known actor. Before the assassination, he was considered very sexy. <laughs> Sexiest man in America kills president. <laughs> that's wow. funny to think that, like, pre-movies, like, actors still had to be sexy. That's true. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they were at the Globe or whatever. You know? <laughs> His pictures online are not very flattering. I was going to say, bad hairline? You kill one president, and this is what they do to you. Yeah, I know. It's just they really turn on you, the media. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> so if we're, if we're talking about mass murderers, um, is Adam Brody more attractive or less attractive than Ted Bundy? Less. 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 Mm. Hard less. Ted Bundy. <laughs> but in fairness, on that top 50 list of hottest men ever, Ted Bundy was higher than Adam Brody. <laughs> I would say so. so for sure. I would say so. <laughs> it's not really fair. A lot of girls do have a hard on for Ted Bundy. Oh, Ted Bundy was putting up numbers back in the day. (laughs) On both ends, right? Can you imagine if Ted Bundy was alive today? He was a real two-way player, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Both sides of the court, he was elite. (laughs) Right. Killing and fucking. If Ted Bundy was active today, he would have been. That would have been. You don't think Ted Bundy would have done well on Tinder? (laughs) <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. That's what I mean. He would have been a mass murderer. I mean, he w- he was a, he is a mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Murdering that poon what? tang. No, what, Ro- what Rob's saying <laughs> is that he didn't reach his full potential. He did not. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Potential. I mean, isn't Tinder like? Wouldn't it be easier to track him down? Uh, that's a good point. We don't see as many stories about serial killers anymore. I, I is I'm assuming they're still out there though. Oh, yeah, they just got that guy in New Jersey here about a month ago. I think it's easier to catch people with the technology today. Yeah, it's hard to cover your tracks, you know? It's like, you know, now your neighbor does something creepy and you tweet about it. Mm. As opposed to back then, you just keep your mouth shut and you'd talk about him in hushed tones, but you wouldn't, like, fucking rat. (laughs) You don't rat. You know, now everything's being filmed. It's like, who's that guy with the weird haircut? Yeah, everybody's a fucking rat nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's a fucking rat. (laughs) I keep thinking of like Gacy just dressing up as a clown and he's able to get away with <laughs> storing boys under his fucking crawl space. <laughs> yeah, you never get away with that now. No, I saw a chart that was that like tracking the amount of hours of footage that exist year to year. And oh. it's multiplied like a thousandfold. Yeah. Like the idea of like things being filmed at all times, like you just taking out your phone and filming a weird encounter at Starbucks. That was not something that existed 15 years ago. No, it's not something that existed 10 years ago. Sure. God, I mean, and back to Ted Bundy, it had to be so fucking hard to get laid in the 70s. Like <laughs> there were no apps. There were nothing like you had to sit by your home phone waiting for somebody to call you. I don't think that's what people did, Rob. I think that's why oh. you have it. wrong numbers. All the dates were wrong, <laughs> wrong numbers. numbers all the time. I think people went outside, Rob. I think that's what they did. I think. No. <laughs> In the future. It's the 70s. I don't know if you understand how this bit works. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> In the future, vaginas will be on your cell phone. <laughs> uh.
wild people. Yeah. So the (laughs) so yeah, the guy dies, and there's one guy dies. Which uh, guy? uh, The hiker. The hiker dies. Okay. Gotcha. At one point, I love this line. I just wanted to shout it out when Taron Killam gives Brody like a stray look, like he's trying to go for the gun, and Trevor says to him like, "Oh, so now I'm the bad guy here." Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah, I think. Definitely. I would say so. Uh, so, yeah. So, it, meanwhile, the, the siblings are kind of bickering about, you know, I thought you gone clean. I thought you weren't involved in this anymore. You know, when it comes down to it, you always choose him over me. I love when, like, movies about murder, they always come back to, like, you know, petty arguments that you have yeah. with your siblings. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Always comes back to, oh, that one time, you know, so that's sort of what's happening here. Some interpersonal drama. Actually, the original River Wild is similar in that way. David Strathairn and Meryl Streep are, you know, talking about their work love life balance. It's a marriage on the rocks. Mm. Right. Sure. That should have been the tagline. Marriage on the the rocks. Marriage on the rocks. The River Wild. (laughs) At one point, they are able to get away. And this is when Adam Brody kills the two innocent kayakers for no reason <laughs> and steals one of the boats. They don't do anything. He when you say they get away, to be clear, there's another girl this whole time. One of the tourists. Yeah. The tourist that yeah, is, which, still has a skull. Yes. Yeah, we've <laughs> just kind right. of barely mentioned it because she's useless, but. Uh, Adam Brody is shooting at them from a distance. Now he's just ready to kill all of them. You know, at this point, like, he's just ready to fucking. What a terrible shot all of a sudden. Like, right. You you just cleanly killed what four people right one bullet each mm-hmm. right like Dirty Harry you know yeah. <laughs> yeah and so at one point there's a struggle between Brody and Killam Killam gets shot the British girl is able to run off into the distance and call for help meanwhile Adam Brody needs to be dealt with here there's some stabbings. There's a really gnarly self-surgery scene at the end of the movie. What is she doing? She's like opening up her air passages. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing a tracheotomy. So I should just say this, like the moment earlier in the movie where she had a pen, I like knew this was coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally not joking. Chekhov's pen. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that she had a pen at the beginning of the movie and she was a nurse, I was like, she's going to perform a uh, tracheotomy or whatever to somebody. To somebody. I didn't think it was going to be herself. So, what's going on in in this scene, to to my understanding, for the record, this is directly after Adam Brody has, in fact, been killed and tossed over the waterfall. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's picked up and he's thrashing around like an animal. And then he just, yeah, he gets dumped over along with the the brother. And And they they both die. They can't see it. Yeah, basically. But but anyway, she had been stabbed like in the back, like in the back of the lung earlier. Can't really tell what's going on until she does the surgery. And I'm like, oh, she has a collapsed lung or something. Or she's like sucking air into her chest cavity. That's like building up like a bubble and it's making it so she can't breathe. So she's stabbing herself in there so that she can let the excess air out, basically. But again, a pointless story arc. The pen? (laughs) The pen was one of the more well-developed characters in the movie, if I'm being honest with you. That's a beginning, middle, and end right there. There's an arc, you know? Learns to be a hero at the end of the day. (laughs) But just an event that has no bearing on anything. There was purely a thought of, like, what if she has to cut her own throat open? That would be sick. And, like, that's literally right. the only reason it's there. You know, that is the thing about this movie. If you want to just sum it up in a one-sentence review, it's like, they think it's going to look sick. And it never looks as sick as they think it's going to look. <laughs> they thought the rafting would look sick. They thought the waterfall would look sick. They thought the surgery would look sick. But I'll, know. I'll tell you what, though. For, for, and talking about the, for this pod, this is another one of those movies. It's been a while since I've looked at it. I've just been like, why did they do this? And the pure why is this a thing way. I'm like, why, why, why? Just And I think we're going to have the same thoughts when Twister 2 comes out. Are they actually doing that? Yeah, I think it's almost done, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I, I believe they started production on it already. Did they incorporate the number two into the word Twister somehow? Like, is the first T in Twister just a two? Haven't seen any official stuff. That's what they should do. Yeah. Like two Ister? 
Yeah, to Wister. To Wister. <laughs> and, and, it, and it wraps around itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And there should just be like, the poster should just be a finger coming down from heaven, touching <laughs> yeah, the ground with a God. tornado. <laughs> it's, it's about uh, Joe's niece or something, I think. Joe, the original Helen Hunt. It is starring Daisy Edgar Jones, Glenn Powell, and Anthony Ramos. It is being directed by Lee Isaac Chung, who did a lot of like Mandalorian episodes. Oh, he he did Minari, and it is coming out July of next year. Nice, Twister. Hell yeah, Twister. By the way, one of my favorite movies of all time. This is gonna be the Fist of God. (laughs) This one. Oh, there's your tagline. There we go. There's your fucking tagline. (laughs) Twister two, enter the fist. fist. <laughs> Entered the fist <laughs> like Kung Pao. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Isn't that the Kung Pao tagline?" <laughs> All right, that's River Wild. Anything else, gents? It's one of the worst movies I've seen this year. It's wow. really bad, really bad. Uh, we're gonna continue Redux August mm-hmm. into next week. That's right. What are we doing? I don't know. We'll talk off air. I have my pick. Okay. So. I think it's great that we never tell the listeners what we're doing next week. I think it's great that they never have any time to watch the movie. That's exactly right. Uh, catch up, you know. I think that's a really good streamlined effort, guys. Oh, this show is hitting it out of the ballpark. No opening. No no closing, really. I no. mean, there's, just, there's no closure to any episode. No bits. Mm-hmm. No bits. No bits. We could just end this episode like the end of The Sopranos, just like mid-sentence. You just cut off. 